Hi listeners, welcome back to Storytime Anytime for You. Today we have the ninth Freddie Ramos adventure entitled Zapato Power, Freddie Ramos Tracks Down a Drone. This is written by Jacqueline Jules with art by Miguel Benitez and it is published by Albert Whitman and Company. Chapter One, A Giant Orange Bug. What are you making? My neighbor Maria asked us on Friday afternoon. She was standing outside the tool shed. Mr. Vasloff and I were inside working. A drone, Mr. Vasloff said. Come and see. Mr. Vasloff was an inventor. Most of the stuff he made was top secret, like my super-powered purple sneakers, which go 90 miles an hour and give me super bounce and super hearing. For a change, we were building something we could talk about. Our drone is a flying robot, I told Maria. What will it do? She asked. That was a good question. Mr. Vasloff had said the drone could help him do his job. He's in charge of taking care of Starwood Park Apartments where we live. Except I helped Mr. Vasloff when I wasn't in school or playing with my friends. Why did Mr. Vasloff need a drone? Let's see. Mr. Vasloff picked up his project and headed outside. We watched him set it on the grass and step back with the remote control. Six spinning blades made the drone rise into the air. Wow, said Maria. It looked like a giant orange bug and sounded like a race car on a track. Vroom, vroom, vroom. The drone flew toward Building C. No, Mr. Vasloff called after it. Stay here. Inventions are like kids and puppies. They don't always do what grown-ups tell them. I touched a button on my wristband to turn on my super speed. Zoom, zoom, Zapato. Freddy, Maria called. Where are you? Wait for me. I'm so fast, Maria blinks, and I'm gone in a puff of smoke. She and Mr. Vasloff were left way behind. Zoom, zoom, Zapato. I ran through Starwood Park Apartments, keeping an eye on the big orange bug. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Mr. Vasloff's drone got lots of attention, just not the good kind. Mrs. Ramirez opened her window to complain. What's that noise? The drone hovered near Building G. Mrs. Ramirez ran out of her apartment. Her neighbor, Mrs. Tran, was right behind her, waving a broom. Shoot! Mrs. Ramirez hollered. Go away! This is my home! Mrs. Tran swung her broom like a baseball bat. Uh-oh, how was I going to stop the neighbors from attacking Mr. Vasloff's drone? Maria joined me breathless. The big orange bug buzzed above us. Don't hit it, she said. It belongs to Mr. Vasloff. Mrs. Tran lowered her broom. Hold on, I'm coming, Mr. Vasloff waved from across the courtyard. We waited for him to catch up. It's just a robot. It won't hurt you, Mr. Vasloff said, rubbing his knee. Not true, Mrs. Tran said. My ears hurt. I'm sorry, Mr. Vasloff said. I need to fix that. Mr. Vasloff pushed a lever on the remote. Vroom, vroom, vroom. The giant orange bug zipped away over the top of Building G. Where's it going? Maria asked. I don't know. Mr. Vasloff used both thumbs to press buttons. It's out of control. Zoom, zoom, Zapato. I raced around the corner with my super-powered Zapatos. 
Luckily, not everything Mr. Vasloff makes is so noisy. My shoes hum like one bee in flight, not a whole swarm. And when I zoom by, you only see smoke. Vroom, vroom, vroom. The big orange bug bumped against a bush and then shot back. It bounced off a wall and up to the roof of Building H. The thing did crazy loop-the-loops everywhere. I got dizzy just watching it. And there was no stopping what happened next. Crash. Chapter 2. Picking up the pieces. Maria and Mr. Vasloff hurried over. It looks like a plastic pumpkin blew up, Maria said. We were lucky she was with us. It took three people to carry the pieces of the dead drone back to the tool shed, and it felt like a funeral. Mr. Vasloff stood over his work table, shaking his bushy gray head. This is what happens when you hurry, he said. I should have taken my time and double-checked all the components. Components? Maria asked. What are those? I'm glad you asked that, Maria. Mr. Vasloff's face brightened. He loved talking about frames, sensors, connectors, and all the other things that went into building his inventions. When he picked up a black rectangle with wires hanging out of it, I knew Maria was going to get a lesson on the drone's battery pack. This powers the motors, Mr. Vasloff explained. I didn't need to stay. Mr. Vasloff had already taught me about robots and why they needed a power source. Mom would be getting home from work soon. She expected me to be at the kitchen table doing my homework. I touched my wristband and said goodbye. Zoom, zoom, Zapato. Mr. Vasloff and Maria were so busy talking, they didn't even wave. In half a blink, I reached the sidewalk outside 29G. That's when I saw a dark blue car with a smiley face bumper sticker. I'd never seen that car before, but I had seen one of the people inside it. My mom. What was she doing in a car? Mom took the train home. And who was that man? I could only see him from the chest up. He wore square black glasses that matched his hair, and he was smiling with all of his teeth, like his bumper sticker. Something wasn't right. My mom didn't have a man in her life. My dad was a soldier we lost in the war. We missed him, but we were doing okay, just the two of us. The man in the blue car was turned sideways, staring into mom's eyes with a silly look on his face. She was staring back and talking. What was she saying? I knew I could find out if I turned on my super hearing. Would that be snooping? I tried not to listen to private conversations without a good reason. This sure seemed like one. Mom only had me to protect her. Just as I was deciding what to do, the car door opened. Mom got out and waved. Thanks for the ride home. I can't wait for tomorrow, the man said. Mom giggled. Me neither. Six o'clock? Six o'clock, Mom repeated. I'll be there. He sounded like someone singing. They were so loud, I didn't need super hearing to listen. Worse than that, Mom was so busy looking at the man, she didn't even see me standing there a few feet away on the sidewalk watching. Adios, she waved again and skipped up the, the walk to our front door. Little kids skip, not mothers. This wasn't normal. The dark blue car drove away. My stomach felt like a drone had crashed inside.
Chapter 3 The Man in the Blue Car Freddy, Mom said when I walked through the door, mañana va a ser especial. Why? I asked. Tomorrow a friend is coming for dinner. That makes it special, Mom said. The man in the blue car? Mom put her hands on her hips. Como lo sabias? Como lo sabias? I saw you outside, I explained. David is a nice man, Mom said. I met him at work. Is he sick? Mom worked in a doctor's office. The people who went there had backaches, sore throats, and other problems. No, Mom answered. He's a drug salesman. Drugs? I shook my head. How can you like him? Mom explained, David sells medicine, the kind of drugs that make people well. Oh, I said, está bien. But it didn't feel okay. Mom took the sugar out of the cabinet. We will have homemade dessert tomorrow. Yummy. When Mom had time, she made arroz con leche. Brownies, Mom added. Brownies, I repeated. You've never made those before. They're David's favorite, Mom said. What about my favorite? I liked creamy rice pudding. Mom got busy with bowls and spoons. She was smiling like the yellow face on the bumper of David's car. I felt like talking to someone else. Wheat, wheat. My guinea pig, Claude the Second, was happy to see me, and he loved the carrot I had in my hand. Chomp, chomp. Claude the Second only needed a treat twice a day to be happy. He didn't have to worry about a man named David who drove a blue car and sold medicine. Why did Mom like him? Ding dong. Maria was at the door. She wanted to talk about the drone. Mr. Vasloff is going shopping for parts. What does he need? I asked. Propellers, Maria said, moving her finger in a circle. The blades that spin around. The new drone will be even better than the old one, I said. Yep, Maria said, and I'm going to help build it. You? I asked. Since when did Mr. Vasloff need two helpers? Mr. Vasloff says I have a scientific mind, Maria said. Really? Mr. Vasloff never told me I had a scientific mind. Maria lived in the apartment next door. We were in the same class at Starwood Elementary. We had a lot of the same friends, except Mr. Vasloff was my friend, not hers. Mr. Vasloff says that drones can be big or small. They can do different jobs. Some have crab-like hands and can carry things. Some have cameras and can take pictures, Maria said. I didn't know that. What else was Mr. Vasloff telling Maria and not me? Maria left and Mom called me into the kitchen. We had microwave macaroni and cheese while the brownies baked. Tomorrow night, Mom said, I'm making lasagna. Does David like that too? I asked. Mom nodded. That's what he ordered on our last lunch date. So Mom had been seeing David while I was at school. Why didn't she tell me about him before? Was she keeping other secrets from me? After we ate, I cleared the table so we could play cards. We started off with Go Fish and then moved on to some games my teacher taught me for extra math practice. Playing cards is a lot more fun than doing math problems on a worksheet. To Ghanas, Mom threw up her hands four times in a row. 
Let's make it five, I said, dealing the cards. Mom winked. Don't be so sure you can beat me again. We played two more games. I had fun, like I always do with Mom. But my mind wandered. What if Mom started spending more time with David? Would she still play cards with me on Friday nights? And what about Maria? Was her mind scientific? Would Mr. Vasloff start liking her help more than mine? Chapter 4. Ladybug The next day, when I knocked on Mr. Vasloff's tool shed, Maria was right beside me. Let's get started, she told Mr. Vasloff. He was way ahead of us. The broken drone wasn't quite as broken as we thought. I used carbon fiber, Mr. Vasloff explained. It's lightweight and durable. That meant the drone was made out of a really tough material. Most of the pieces just needed to be put back together again. Are you making it quieter? I reminded Mr. Vasloff about Mrs. Tran's broom. Yes, Mr. Vasloff said. The new propellers are bigger and they spin slower. Pretty soon, the drone was back in one piece. We hooked it up to Mr. Vasloff's laptop with a cable that looked like my mom's phone charger. Mr. Vasloff started typing. Now we program our drone to tell it what to do. Be sure to tell it not to crash, I said. Mr. Vasloff laughed. I will. Maria patted the orange drone. We should give her a name. Okay, Mr. Vasloff said. What? How about Ladybug? Maria said. She has the same colors, orange and black. Good name, I agreed. Mr. Vasloff checked Ladybug over from top to bottom. Let's do a test. He handed Maria a walkie-talkie like security guards use on TV. Cool, she said. Can you go to the dumpster and report on, the, on when the drone lands? Sure thing, Maria walked away. It was my turn now. Would I get a walkie-talkie too? Mr. Vasloff had one left that he kept for himself. Your job needs speed, Mr. Vasloff said. Can you follow the drone and see if it flies straight? I stopped feeling jealous. Running was the right job for a kid with super-powered sneakers. Our big orange bug flew across Starwood Park, just like it was supposed to. Bzzz. It didn't sound like a race car anymore, just a very big bumblebee. Bzzz. Ladybug landed on the dumpster outside Building G. Yay, Maria yelled into the walkie-talkie. Keep watching, Mr. Vasloff's voice crackled through the speaker. I'm sending her back now. Zoom, zoom, zapato. I ran ahead of Maria and followed the drone back to the tool shed. Ladybug flew in a perfectly straight line, not one loop-the-loop -loop or crazy bounce. What now? I asked. See those crab-like arms? Mr. Vasloff pointed to the middle of the drone. Tomorrow, Ladybug will practice carrying things. Like what? Maria said. Pails, tools, boxes, Mr. Vasloff said. That's the kind of stuff I carry for you, I said. Was Mr. Vasloff going to replace me with a robot? True, Mr. Vasloff agreed, but you're in school during the day, Freddy. I was still bothered. Why did Mr. Vasloff need more help all of a sudden? Mr. Vasloff locked the tool shed 
and we turned to walk home just as Maria's younger brother, Gio, came rushing over with Puppy, his little dog. Guess what I saw? Gio thinks it's his job to tell everybody what he sees. What? I asked. A man just walked into Freddy's house, Gio said. Dinner. I'd been so busy with the drone, I'd forgotten that David was coming at six. He's my mom's friend, I said. Is he nice? Maria asked. I don't know, I answered. I haven't met him. He'd better be, Mr. Vasloff said. Freddy's mom deserves the best. The crash drone feeling came back to my stomach. What if David wasn't good for my mom or me? Freddie's mom could get married, Maria said. He could get a new dad. Uncle Jorge in New York is going to be Juanita's dad when he gets married. I'll get a new cousin. But we've all known each other for a while now. Don't get ahead of yourself, Mr. Vasloff said. First, we have to meet this guy. Mr. Vasloff had a good idea. If my friends met David, they could help me decide if he was okay. Will you come home with me? I asked. Chapter 5, David. Freddy, Mom said, you brought your friends. Her voice was really high. I don't think she expected me to walk in with Mr. Vasloff, Maria, and Gio. Yes, I answered. They wanted to meet your friend. Everyone turned toward David, who was standing by the couch. He had a roll of candies in his hand. He had just popped one in his mouth when Gio charged at him. Peppermints, he said. Can I have one? Sure. David dropped a round white candy into Gio's hand and then walked toward Maria and me. Would you like one too? Maria took a peppermint. I shook my head. If you take candy from someone, it means you trust them. After Mom introduced me to David, Mr. Vasloff introduced himself. I'm not Rosa's father, he told David, but she feels like a daughter to me. Did that mean Mr. Vasloff cared for me like a grandson? Maybe I didn't have to worry about being replaced by a robot after all. You want to make sure I'm not a bad guy, David answered. Wow, how did he know what I was thinking? When they finished their candy, Maria and Gio went home to their own apartment for dinner. Mr. Vasloff stayed to eat with us. For a while, it was great. Mr. Vasloff talked to David, so I didn't have to. What are your hobbies, David? Photography. I like cameras and taking pictures. Really? Mr. Vasloff's eyes widened behind his glasses. That started a conversation on lenses, light sensors, and other electronic stuff. I didn't have to say a thing until David looked right at me. What do you like to do, Freddy? That was a hard question. My favorite thing was zooming around in my super-powered Zapatos. After that, I liked using my super-bounce and super-hearing. How could I talk about that? Only Mr. Vasloff knew I had superpowers because he invented them. Freddy, Mom prodded me. David asked you something. Um, I stared down at my lasagna. I don't know. Then tell me what you did today, Freddy, David said. At least that question was easy to answer. I helped Mr. Vasloff build a drone. You have a drone? David asked Mr. Vasloff. I just bought one with a camera. Is it a quad quadcopter? Mr. Vasloff asked. With forearms? Yes, David answered. I call her Bertie. Bring her over tomorrow, Mr. Vasloff said. Bertie can meet our ladybug. 
Sunday morning, David was back at Starwood Park showing off a green drone half the size of Ladybug. Let's see them fly, Mr. Vasloff said. We stood in the big grassy area beside Building G where I like to play soccer. Mom was with us. She held her hands over her heart, watching the two drones in the sky. One flew on the left side, the other on the right. Increíble, she said. Increíble, she said. Then things went wrong. Bertie veered toward Ladybug. I'm sorry, David pushed the buttons on his remote. I lost the signal for a moment. Sometimes there's radio interference, Mr. Vasloff said, from power lines or other wireless signals in the air. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Bertie went too close again. I'll send Ladybug higher, Mr. Vasloff said, out of Bertie's way. That didn't work so well. Ladybug disappeared. David brought Bertie down. And we all moved in different directions looking for Mr. Vasloff's orange drone. I was the fastest. Zoom, zoom, Zapato. I circled all the buildings. Ladybug wasn't anywhere on the ground at Starwood Park. Was she still flying? I turned on my super hearing to hear noises from far away. All I heard was a little kid crying because his sister took his toy car. No buzzing drone sounds. Zoom, zoom, Zapato. Superheroes don't quit. I kept running with my eyes peeled up, down, everywhere. On the other side of Building H, I finally spotted something orange in a tree. Could I get a closer look? Sure, I had super bounce. Boing, boing, boing. Yep, Ladybug was there, waiting to be rescued. Chapter 6. Learning to Fly. Boing, boing, boing. Super bounce is super handy. I didn't even need a ladder. One quick grab and Ladybug was out of the tree, only a little bit bent. Freddy, Mom ran over with David right beside her. You found Ladybug, he said. You're a hero. Hero, my favorite word. Should I be happy hearing it from David? We took Ladybug to the tool shed and showed her to Mr. Vasloff. Please, let me help fix her, David said. It's my fault. Thanks, Mr. Vasloff put Ladybug on his work table, but I'll have to do it later. Mrs. Lopez has a dripping faucet. Mr. Vasloff walked away from us toward Building C. He's limping, I said, like his leg hurts. Mom sighed. Mr. Vasloff is having trouble with his knees. Many older people do. Is that why Mr. Vasloff wanted Ladybug? Could a drone help him? Wouldn't it be better if he had something to ride around on? I didn't have much time to think about that before David asked me a question. Would you like to fly, Bertie? Who could say no to that? David handed me a controller with a cell phone attached. You two have fun, Mom waved. I have some laundry to do. Flying a drone meant learning what the levers and buttons were for. It wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. Push the stick gently, David said. Make the drone rise slowly. We practiced hovering and landing softly. Then David taught me how to go forward and backward, right and left. Pretty soon, the drone was doing exactly what I wanted it to do. That's it, Freddy, David said, smooth and steady. Maria came by and looked over my shoulder. She liked watching the screen on the remote. Bertie had a camera, and we could see the view from above Starwood Park. 
It's what you would see if you were a bird flying, David said. Can I try? Maria asked. She caught on quickly, but she didn't push the stick quite as gently as David wanted. Bertie sir, sir, soared over building F. Hold on, David said, taking the controls. We need to bring her back into our line of sight. But Bertie didn't want to come. The camera showed her flying lower and lower. What's happening? Maria asked. David shook his head. It's the battery. I should have switched to a fresh one. She's falling! Maria pointed at the screen. We watched Bertie tumble to the ground. I'll get her, Maria offered. No, I'm faster. Let me, I said. Zoom, zoom, Zapato. With super speed, it took only a half a blink to run around building F, pick up Bertie, and return. Zoom, zoom, Zapato. Oh, no, Maria cried. One of the propellers broke. David narrowed his eyes. I was almost glad to see it. He'd been way too friendly. Now he's going to show us who he really was and get mad over the broken drone. But I was wrong. Something else was bothering David. What just happened, Freddy? He asked. Did you step out of a puff of smoke? Rats. I'd made a big mistake. Zooming off was not smart. Maria was so used to it, she'd stop asking questions. David was another story. Mmm, I mumbled, mmm. The back of my neck felt hot. What was I going to say? Maria saved me. Freddie does that, she waved her hand. He's just real fast. David opened his mouth so wide I could see his back teeth. I was glad when Mr. Vasloff came across the grass and interrupted us. What's going on? he asked. David showed him the broken propeller. Looks like we have two drones to fix, Mr. Vasloff said. Come to my tool shed. Mr. Vasloff and David walked off together. Maria turned to me. Everybody likes your mom's new boyfriend, she said. Was everybody right? Should I like David too? I needed more time to make up my mind. Chapter 7, Looking for Clues Maria had flying fever. On Monday, it was all she could talk about. Do you think Mr. Vasloff will let us fly Ladybug? If he can watch, I said, and if we promise to be careful. After school, we knocked on the tool shed door. Sorry, kids, he said. My drone is missing. What happened? Maria asked. I took her out for another test, Mr. Vasloff answered. She got away from me again. Which way did she go? Maria asked. Mr. Vasloff pointed toward Building C. I searched until my knee gave out. It's okay, I told Mr. Vasloff. We'll get her back. I hope so, Mr. Vasloff said, but drones are very popular. You think somebody took her, I asked? Mr. Vasloff shrugged. You never know. Let's split up, I told Maria. You check this side of Starwood Park. I'll check the other. Zoom, zoom, Zapato. I circled Starwood Park twice. No ladybug. Maybe she was in a tree again. Boing, boing, boing. I checked every tree around. No ladybug. Where was Mr. Vasloff's drone? I needed more clues. Maybe someone had seen it. Or maybe someone had hit it with a broom. I knocked on Mrs. Tran's door. Yes, she said. I saw that orange monster by the dumpster. Zoom, zoom, Zapato. I raced over there. But all I found was a roll of peppermint candy. The same kind David had handed out on Saturday night. Was he here? 
While I was thinking, Gio walked over with Puppy. Guess what? David brought your mom home. How do you know? I asked. I saw them out of the blue car. I saw them get out of the blue car with a smiley face sticker. So David was at Starwood Park. Did you see anything else? I asked Gio. Just before he left, David put something orange in the trunk of his car. Ladybug was orange. Did David take her? How could I find out? I raced home to talk to Mom. Can we go to David's house? I asked. She answered me with a sneeze. Achoo! Sorry, Freddy. I have a cold. Can we still go? Achoo! Mom sneezed again. Where? To David's house. He saw our house. We should see his. Mom smiled. So you like David? I didn't say that. I said I wanted to see where he lives. We been. Mom smiled again. I'll ask him about Saturday night. Can't we go sooner? I asked. Mom sneezed again. I need to get well first. I sighed. Five days was a long time to wonder if my mom was dating a thief. On Saturday night, we took the train to a tall building downtown. We had to go through a lobby, up an elevator, and down a hallway to reach David's door. Welcome, he said as we walked inside. The table was set with a red tablecloth and white dishes. We're having pupusas, David said. I found a recipe on the internet. I remembered how Mom had made lasagna for David. Was this how grown-ups showed they liked each other? They cooked their favorite foods? At dinner, Mom and David told me about how they met. I knew David's face. He, was meet he has meetings at my office, Mom said. But we didn't talk until the day Mr. Torres dropped his cane, David said. And you helped him, Mom smiled. Mom thought David was the kind of person who helped others. What if David was really the kind of person who took other people's drones? May I use the bathroom, I asked. Sure, David said. It's at, it's at the end of the hall. David's bedroom door was wide open. I only had to take a little peek to see what was inside. Uh-oh. I saw a table in the corner of the room with a few tools and a big orange drone. Chapter 8. The New Project David made, sh made it easy for me to catch him. A smart crook would have hidden the drone in the closet, not left it out for anyone to see. I went back to the table, not knowing what to do. Should I tell Mom, or should I wait until I could talk to Mr. Vasloff? You're frowning, Freddy, Mom said. Are you feeling all right? Not really, I said. Mom put her hand on my forehead. Maybe you're coming down with my cold. Since we'd already finished dessert, Mom decided we had to go home. David took us in his blue car. Gracias, Mom said as we got in, and she buckled her seatbelt. You're very sweet. So are you, David said. Dinner was wonderful, Mom said. I sat in the back seat, listening to Mom and David talk until we reached Starwood Park and passed Mr. Vasloff's tool shed. The lights are on, Mr. I said. Mr. Vasloff must be working late, Mom said. What was he building? A new drone to replace the one David took? Mr. Vasloff liked David. Mom did too. How could the two people I trusted most in the world be so wrong? It wasn't easy to sleep that night. My head was too full of questions, and in the morning I dreamed about an orange drone buzzing outside my window. Tap, tap. 
I opened my eyes. Was it Ladybug? No, it was Geo. Get dressed, Freddy, Geo said through the glass. Mr. Vasloff needs help. What happened? Nothing. He just wants you. Geo was better at telling than explaining. Zoom, zoom, zapato. I rushed outside to find Mr. Vasloff on Mrs. Tran's stoop, rubbing his knee. Can you go to the tool shed? I need a light bulb. Zoom, zoom, zoom. I was back in a blink. Thank you, Freddy. Mr. Vasloff stood up. Now Mrs. Tran will have light in her bathroom. I was glad Mrs. Tran didn't have to do her business in the dark anymore, but I wasn't happy Mr. Vasloff was having trouble with his leg. I'm going to the doctor next week, Mr. Vasloff said. I hope it helps, I said. If it doesn't, Mr. Vasloff grinned, I have a new project that will. Can I see? After he replaced the light bulb, we walked to the tool shed. The new project was a red electric scooter. This should help me. This should help more than a drone, I said. Absolutely, Mr. Vasloff said. With this scooter, I should have no more problems with going back for tools or light bulbs. Mr. Vasloff didn't want the drone anymore. Should I forget what I saw in David's apartment? Claro que no. Mom and Mr. Vasloff had to be told. I took a deep breath and forced the words out. David has Ladybug. I know, Mr. Vasloff answered. What? Mr. Vasloff knew? David found her by the dumpster on Monday. Andy called me, Mr. Vasloff said. That still didn't explain why I saw Ladybug in David's apartment. Why didn't he give the drone back right away? David put a camera on Mr. Ladybug, on Ladybug, Mr. Vasloff said. Now I'll be able to check the roofs with my drone. I won't have to climb ladders. That's really nice, I said. David is thoughtful, Mr. Vasloff said. He could be good for your mother. But would he be good for me? I could only find out if I gave him a chance. A few minutes later, David parked his blue car at Starwood Park and came walking toward us. He had the orange drone in his arms. Mom came over, too. She was carrying a cooler. Who wants to go on a picnic? She asked. No, thanks, Mr. Vasloff said. I have a scooter to finish. I'll go. I raised my hand like I do in school when I want to be picked. David drove us to a park outside the city. This is a better place to, to fly, David said. Lots, lots of wide open space. After lunch, David sat on a blanket with Mom while I flew Birdie. Buzz, buzz, buzz. She soared in perfect circles above our heads. And that's the end of Freddie Ramos Tracks Down a Drone. So you probably heard a couple of times where I stumbled while reading, and that's okay. Sometimes you see the words differently. Sometimes you think a word is there that's not really there. Sometimes you might mispronounce a word that you're trying to say in another language so you have to try it again that's all part of reading and it doesn't take away anything from the story you can still enjoy the story even if you have difficulty reading so at story time anytime for you we encourage you to continue to find the adventure in reading and continue to be inspired by the stories that you hear and by all means, please join us again for another episode when you're in the mood for a story. Until then, take good care.